there. I'm Christy. This is Awaken the Extraordinary, and uh, let's leave a few seconds for some music. Okay, well, consider this your standard basic intro, and let's get on with the episode, shall we? Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. I am so glad you're here. And I have been wanting to talk about this for a very long time. I just needed the time to do so. So if you know me personally, if you have followed me on Instagram for any period of time, or you have listened to the podcast, you know that I am a huge Friends fan. I joke that Friends is my love language. And the story that I am going to tell you today is really about speaking up when you're not happy with something. And when you are not happy with a service that has been provided to you, you need to speak up. I feel as though so many of us, particularly women, have been conditioned to believe that when we stand up for ourselves, when we speak up, we're being rude. We don't want to seem bitchy. We don't want to seem ungrateful, unappreciative. But when we are not standing up for ourselves, what message is that sending to us? Like, what message are we sending ourselves when we are choosing to not stand up for ourselves? For me, I feel like when I don't stand up for myself, I am doing a disservice to me. I am disrespecting me and I am allowing people to do whatever they want, even if they're being rude to me, even if they are being insensitive, even if they are providing shitty customer service, I'm basically saying that it's okay It's okay if you're doing all of this because no matter what, I just don't want to come across as rude or I don't want you to see me as a bitch. And I just think that's bullshit. I think there's a huge double standard. I think men are assertive from my own personal experience. I don't think men twist and turn a situation over in their minds before they say something. And it's more acceptable like in society for a man to say something than it is a woman. Because if a man says something, well, you know, they're just being a dude. This is, this is what men do. Whereas if a woman speaks up and could even use the same words We're perceived differently. And the only way that perception, and to me, that double standard is going to change, is if 
more women start standing up and speaking up for themselves. And there are all of these opportunities in life for us to do that. And many of us just don't because of the reasons that I mentioned earlier. But in this story, I wanted it to be an example to you of a situation that may arise that based on actually little polls that I have posted on Instagram over time, many of us have experienced this. And so I think we are going to get more comfortable standing up for ourselves, speaking up for ourselves. If we see these little opportunities here and there for us to do so when we typically do not. So you may be wondering what in the world does friends have to do with this? Well, you will find out. (laughs) You just need to keep listening. So when I found my old hairstylist in San Diego, I started going to her in 2008. And prior to that, I had been off and on with different hairstylists. And I had found one actually in LA when I was living there for a brief stint. Um, I found someone in LA that I really liked. And when I moved back to San Diego, I would make the two hour drive to go see her. However, that just got annoying, uh, especially when my ex, who is now my husband, when we decided to really stop communicating, it didn't make sense for me to go up to LA. There was really no reason for me to go up to LA any longer. So I needed to find someone in San Diego. She was wonderful. Before her, I think I had had, I'm thinking back, thinking back, two really terrible haircuts. And both of these haircuts were with the same guy. And the first terrible haircut, (laughs) I had asked for pixie bangs similar to Betty Page. But what I had in my mind when I asked for the pixie bangs were the pixie bangs that Alyssa Milano was rocking on Charmed. I am not Alyssa Milano. I do not look like Alyssa Milano. I do not have Alyssa Milano's hair. My friend told me that's a really bad idea. I don't think you should do it. No, no. I I really want to do it. I think it would be fun because I love changing up my hair. And I went to my stylist. I asked him for the pixie bangs. He said he could do it. Well, the problem was he did not start my bangs far enough back. So my hair is fine. I've been told that I have a lot of it, but it is fine. And there's not a lot of like texture to it. So he did not start the bangs far enough on the back of my head. The reason why I know that's 
that was the problem back then was because I have had Betty Page bangs. My stylist, the one that I started seeing in 2008, gave me Betty Page bangs and she started them further back on my head. And it looked like I just had this nice, like thick hair. They were beautiful. But this guy did not do that. (laughs) So when he finished my haircut, my bangs stuck out like a visor. Seriously, straight out. I am not exaggerating. I can't remember how they looked when I left the salon. All I remember is that I was not happy with them. And I think he said, you know, you just need to train them to lay flat. (laughs) Something along those lines. So I called my friend and I was crying. And she told me to come over. So I went over to her house. And when she opened the door, I'm literally crying. She is trying not to laugh. And I told her, go ahead and laugh because I know they look awful. And I know you told me not to do this. And I did it anyway. So she laughed. And then she said, you know what? Maybe if we curl them, they will look better. So we went to Long's Drugs at the time. We bought a quarter-inch curling iron. I remember sitting on her toilet while she curled my bangs, and that did not work. Basically, what happened is my bangs stuck straight up, and then they had a little, like, bloop at the end. So that did not work. (laughs) We were like, oh, my God, what do we do? So what I ended up doing was taking pomade and just mussing it in my bangs and letting them grow out. There was literally nothing I could do to make them look better, which is probably why so many people say don't do bangs. But I think there are so many women out there that rock them And like when I had my Betty Page bangs, I loved them. I think it would have looked better with my hair had it been longer because my hair was kind of like to the middle of my neck. Um, So I kind of felt like a beetle if I didn't have my hair tucked behind my ears. I just, I, I felt like I was not rocking that Beatles type haircut and really wasn't a Beatles type haircut. It's just what it reminded me of. But I like bangs. I've had them before. I like them. I did not like those. Now, you might be asking, did I ever tell my stylist that? I did not. Why? Because I was uncomfortable. Why? Because I didn't want him to be upset with me being upset about the bangs that he gave me. I didn't want him to say, well, this is what you asked for. It's really not. It's not what I asked for. But I didn't know at the time it was because he didn't go far enough back. So I'm thinking he's the expert. He's probably just going to say, well, this is what you wanted. So I didn't say anything. When was that? That was like 2001, 2002. So cut to like. Two, three years later, I continued going to this same stylist and everything was fine. 
I don't remember what I asked him for on this particular visit, but I just remember looking in the mirror. I didn't realize my hair was probably a little bit longer than it is right now. So right now my hair is like to my collarbone. It was a little bit longer than that. And as he was cutting it, I didn't realize what he was doing. I'm just seeing this guy cutting my hair. So when he was done and after he blow dried it, I looked in the mirror and was like, holy shit, it looks like I have a European mullet. I don't know why I thought Euro mullet, but that's what I thought. I think at the time it was kind of like a mullet shag combination. So I looked in the mirror and I just thought it was awful. But I was thinking, okay, well, maybe it's not as bad as I'm thinking it is. So I'm trying to convince myself of that. Basically, I guess I'm gaslighting myself. Then he parades me around the salon. So proud. And then much to my dismay, actually classifies it, refers to it as a European mullet. And I wanted to take a pair of scissors and stab him with them. I I guess if I had a different sense of style, maybe it wouldn't be okay. or Or maybe it would have been okay. But I did not have like this kind of new wave alternative look to me. And so that hairstyle did not work. Um, My husband and I, we were engaged at the time, I believe. Uh, We went to Yosemite. And I remember I wanted to look cute in our pictures. And I was trying to figure out how I could style my hair so that it would look okay. Because really what it looked like was that I was sick. Uh, my hair just was very thin and stringy and it, it looked like I was sick. My sister got really, really sick in her early twenties. She had Crohn's disease and she lost a lot of her hair. And what my hair reminded me of towards the end was how her hair looked when she was sick. So that's why I felt that that's the way my hair looked. It looked as though I was sick. My mom didn't help by saying, your hair is stringy. It looks like you're sick. It just reinforced what I already was thinking. And so I was trying to get creative with my hair in Yosemite. And I just, I will look at those pictures now and laugh because I remember how unhappy I was with my hair. So when we came back to San Diego, I went to a different salon And the guy I went to said, yeah, really the only way we're going to get this looking the way you want it to look is if we cut off the end. So that was about four inches of hair and I was not happy. However, my hair at least looked healthy again. My husband, again, my fiance at the time asked me when I came home and I was unhappy with my hair, he asked me, Did you tell John 
that you were unhappy with your hair? I said, no. Did you still tip him? Yes. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, I didn't know what to do at the time. And it just felt like the right thing to do, even though I hate my hair. I'm just not going to go back. I'm just not going to go back. And I didn't. Looking back, I understand why. I was in my 20s. I was not at all comfortable with who I was. I didn't want to risk upsetting anyone. And everything that I had ever seen modeled for me when it came to receiving a service and not being happy with that service was really, oh, they did a shitty job. I'm just going to go somewhere else. So actually being forthcoming about how I was feeling was a very foreign concept. Also, if you know anything about my relationship with my mother at the time, sharing how I felt about something, expressing my dissatisfaction was something that I was frequently discouraged from doing. So I didn't do it when it came to really anything in my life. So flash forward to, you know, LA, I found a stylist I really liked, then moved to San Diego, found a stylist I loved. And I was with that stylist for over 10 years. I want to say about 12 years. And then she moved out of the country. I then went to another stylist and I liked her. However, the drive was lengthy. There was a lot of traffic and she talked about a lot of things that I felt anxious about. So, you know, you go get your hair done. It's kind of a relaxed gossip session. And this stylist, although she did a really good job with my hair, I didn't feel relaxed there because we were talking about the news and we were talking about politically oriented things and she would go down rabbit holes and I just felt very uncomfortable. So when I decided to leave her, I was half honest. I did tell her that, you know, the traffic and the commute there. So it was like 45 minutes to get to her. And then I would be there like three hours and then it would take me another hour or so to get home. I just told her like the commute aspect of that just was something I didn't like. And so therefore I was going to see someone closer to home. I didn't tell her about the conversation because I felt like that was just really unnecessary. The primary reason was the commute, but the conversations that we had were just kind of like the cherry on top of the Sunday as to why I didn't want to go. So I just didn't feel like that was important for me to share with her. It wasn't my primary reason. Was it a reason? Yes. But I was like, well, I'm being half honest. So that's better than just like going MIA. So then I started going back to the old salon where my former stylist was. She had sold her business to her partner and I was going to her. I was totally happy. So with my stylist that I had for like 12 years, I was never unhappy with my hair. I had never gotten a bad haircut. The color I was always happy with. There was one time where I wasn't happy with the color 
And it was just because I liked the way the color looked on other people. She did a great job. I just didn't like how it ended up looking on me. And two weeks after we had colored it, it was kind of like this auburn color. I called her and I said, I don't like it. Can we just change it back? And I think I did that one more time. And then she said, okay, I'm not doing this anymore because you like the idea of this color, but you don't like how it actually looks on you. And I said, yeah, you know what? You're right. But other than that, my hair always looked really good. I loved it. When I went to the girl that was further away, I liked it. And then when I went back to the other salon with the new owner, I loved my hair. So when we moved to Montana, that was one of the things that I was dreading was finding someone who did my hair and did my hair the way that I liked it done. So I did some searching and found the Instagram account of a stylist here. I sent it to the stylist that I was seeing previously in San Diego. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, she's really good. You should go ahead and work with her. So I made an appointment. I had sent her all of the information from my previous stylist. And, you know, I'm always open to suggestions. You know, I do like to change things up, maybe not significantly. Like if you were to look at me, you might not see a difference, but I see a difference. And I'm open to different people's ideas. And so she had said, you know, I am fine doing this. If if you were happy with this, let's go ahead and do this. And I said, okay. And also I was growing out my hair. My hair was nearly to the middle of my back, which it, that was the longest it had ever been in my entire life. And I loved it. I was just like, oh my gosh, I actually know how to do my hair and it's fun and I can do all these different things. And so I said, I want to keep the length, like maybe just trim it a little bit. Um, but I really like the length. Like my goal is to get it to the middle of my back where, you know, like my bra strap is. And so she's like, okay, so we do my hair and there were, I want to say she cut about three inches off of my hair. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I wasn't happy with that, but the color looked decent. So then when I went to do my hair the next day, I went to curl it. And when I curl my hair, I always get a mirror and I look I look at it to make sure that I didn't miss any spots when I curl my hair. And I noticed that she had put a color on my roots and maybe I just wasn't paying attention when she was doing my hair, but I don't get a color on my roots. I guess it's called like a, what is it called? Like a root shadow. And we just basically use what my natural hair color is and we will do the highlights and whatever. And I think maybe some sort of glaze or something, but I don't actually have a color on my root. So I noticed when I was looking at my hair from the back, she had put a Brown that was different than my natural Brown on, and it wasn't blended into the highlights. It wasn't like a stark line, but you could see the difference in the colors and it didn't look 
good. Now, again, if you were looking at me, you might think, oh, her hair looked fine. It's totally fine. It wasn't what I was used to. And I also wasn't used to having my hair color done in a way where I didn't like it because since 2008, I've had no, really no issues. And I wasn't stoked about that. So I just let it go and didn't say anything. And then two months later, I went in for another trim and color. I had found a photo of me with just dark hair. So when I had my son and for a while afterwards, I had really dark hair and I loved it. And I saw the picture and I'm like, I don't want to do that to my hair again. So I had messaged her about a couple of weeks prior to my appointment. And I said, I want to go back to this color. Do you think we can do that the next appointment? And she said, yeah, like, that's, that's fine. I think it looks really good. And so I went in and I realized that maybe I didn't, or I thought to myself, not necessarily realized, but I thought to myself, okay, you know, maybe I wasn't specific enough. Maybe I wasn't clear enough in like retaining my length and making like minimal, a minimal trim to my hair. So I said, okay, something else that I wanted to mention was, um, last time I felt like there, there, there was more cut off than I anticipated. So this time, can you just do barely anything, like nothing more than even like half an inch, like maybe a quarter of an inch, just the ends. And so she said, yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's totally fine. So she did my hair. When she went to rinse it out, I remember her going to brush my hair in the sink and there was yanking. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, is she breaking my hair? Like what's going on? Did I say anything? No, I did not. Even I think about it too, when they're rinsing your hair, they're shampooing your hair. Sometimes the water's too hot. Sometimes it's too cold. And there have been plenty instances where it's not comfortable for me and I just deal with it. And again, this is another one of those opportunities where you are paying for service. So if the water temperature is not comfortable to you, then say something. Like these are all things that I am learning at the at the age of like 44 and 45. So I want to share it with you. And that's something that I should have mentioned too to her, you know, looking back is, you know, she was brushing through my hair. My hair is very fine. It's not thick. It can't withstand a lot of aggression. And I should have said something and I didn't because I am very gentle with my hair, especially when it's wet. So I should have said something and I just felt like I heard stuff breaking and maybe that was just my paranoia, but I didn't say anything. So anyway, we color my hair. She's rinsing it out. She brushes it aggressively and then we go and she trims it. And it really was a minimal trim around the bottom. 
I have no fucking idea what she did to the rest of my hair. What sucks is that I didn't realize the choppiness of my hair until I went to curl my hair the next day and pieces that had laid nicely with the rest of my hair stuck up off the top of my head like I had horns. Um, And not like cute little bouncy, spunky like pieces. No, it looked like I fucking had horns going from the top of my head. So it took me a few days, I don't know why, to realize that I had basically the 2022 version of the Rachel. And if you are wondering why I referenced friends at the beginning, this is why. I love friends. I love Rachel. I loved the haircut in what was it? 1994, 1995. It's 20 freaking 22. I don't want the Rachel. And I don't think it was intentional. I don't know what the hell she was doing when she was cutting my hair, but it was awful. The layers were crazy. It looked like I had probably two or three different haircuts all meshed in to one. And at first I thought it was just the color. I was like, maybe it's just the color. I'm like, why don't I like my hair? And I wasn't where I wasn't comfortable wearing it down. Kind of like when I had the Betty page bangs, I wouldn't wear my hair down unless it was like tucked behind my ears. So I was trying to really figure out why my hair made me uncomfortable, why I didn't like what I saw when I looked in the mirror. And as I said, it took me a few days to realize that my hair at the time was parted on the side, on the left side. And so I was trying to figure out like why it looks so bushy and full around my face. And then once you got like below my chin, it thinned out. Well, it's because my hair was like a chop shop (laughs) and I was so pissed. I was so pissed. And you might be asking, well, did you say anything at that time? No, I did not say anything at that time. I was annoyed every time I went to do my hair, like so annoyed, so angry because before I could curl my hair and I didn't have to really be mindful of being very particular with how I held the curling wand or which way I curled it because my layers were long. And I knew that even if it was curled differently today, it would still lay fine. And that was not the case. I had to be very intentional on how I curled a certain piece of hair. And then even when I did it, I didn't like the way it looked. And it was really frustrating because I have always loved my hair, minus a few (laughs) instances where I got a bad haircut. 
I have always really liked my hair. I have fun with it. And it's, I mean, it's not like you can really hide it. And my husband was like, oh, it, it looks fine to me. I don't notice the difference. I said, yeah, but I do. And so in terms of having to curl the hair and being very intentional, it was taking me even more time to do my hair in the morning, which frustrated me as well. I like to do my hair. I'm not someone that just like washes it and goes. That's just not me. Like no, no shade. I don't know if people say that, but no shade on you if that's the type of person you are. But no, like I, I like to do a little bit of makeup. I like to curl my hair. And I think that's probably it too, is I don't really do a lot of makeup. So I want to do my hair. So it kind of looks done and having cute hair makes me feel better about myself. It just makes me feel good. So I was really just frustrated and annoyed and I wore my hair up a lot. So if you like look back at reels, so this was at the end of September. So if you look back at reels in like October, November, my hair was up a lot. It was like up in a ponytail or a bun because I just hated how my hair looked if I had it down. So you might be asking, well, did you go back a third time? I did. And here's, here's the thing. I knew that I would run into this person again. And I live in a small town and I just knew I was going to see this person again. So I needed to be very mindful of how I handled this because as a person, I love this stylist. I think she is super sweet, but I wasn't understanding what was going on with my hair. Because again, like when I see photos and videos of the hair that, that she did before me and after me, everything looks beautiful. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Maybe she just had a really bad day with the haircut. I, I don't know. But then I needed to figure out a way to wear my hair down in a way that like I was comfortable with. And I decided, okay, I don't like wearing my hair parted in the middle, but if, because I, if I have the Rachel and my hair is shaggy, short layers, it's not going to be like symmetrical because the layers are going to be fuller on the right side of my face if I part my hair on the left. So what if I part my hair in the middle and at least like the layers will be more evenly distributed? My, my haircut will be a bit more symmetrical. I don't like wearing my hair with a middle part. So I was like, okay, that's, that's one way I can do this. So I started wearing my hair that way. I didn't like the way it looked, but I liked it better than if I was styling it with a side part. So I'm like, okay, the layers on top. So just to give you just kind of a frame of reference. So my hair was probably down to like the top of my breasts at that point. And 
the layers around the top of my head, like if you go to the top of your head and you grab a strand of hair, my layers there, I'm not exaggerating, were like two, two and a half inches long. Made no sense when before they were really long. So (laughs) I decided I will give her one more shot and I will be totally honest about what I'm feeling and what my concerns are. So I scheduled an appointment to go in and I said, you know, I just want to talk about my hair. So I said, like, do you see these layers up here? And she said, yes. And I said, these are very short. And so she looked at the end and she's like, well, it's because of the breakage. And I said, there may be breakage at the end of these layers. However, these layers are not, this was in December. These layers are not three inches long or two and a half inches long because of breakage. That would mean that I broke off like four to five inches of my hair and I didn't do that. And so she was like, oh, so you don't like the haircut? And I said, no. I said, I don't even, to be blunt, I said, I don't even know what happened with this haircut because I'm trying to grow my hair out. So if I'm trying to grow my hair out, why are these layers like two to three inches long? It makes no sense. And it's made it very challenging to do my hair. Like, to be honest, like I, I am super annoyed every morning when I go to do my hair. So she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I said today or or the next time I come in, just seriously, like if, if the ends need to be cleaned up down here, just like maybe a quarter of an inch. And I said, and I want it cut so that it's parted in the middle and then we cut it. So it's, we make some adjustments so that it looks a little bit more symmetrical. And I said, and the brown, I don't like that color with this hairstyle. So let's just go back to the blonde. So she said, okay. And I said, you know, I, I love you. I want to continue seeing you. I'm not sure if maybe I haven't been very clear in terms of what I want and what I don't want. I said, so I really wanted this opportunity to talk with you to ensure that we are on the same page. Because to be honest, I haven't had any issues like this with a stylist in a really long time. And I mean, to to be perfectly honest with you, I have not had like bad experiences like in a row. It's usually been like a one-off. Even with that guy, there was a time frame of a couple of years where it's like everything was fine. So I went in, we did the haircut, we did, you know, the the minimal trim, we did the color. And, and then I was off to Disneyland for a few days. And as I was sectioning off my hair to curl it, like I said, I will hold up a mirror and look at the back of my hair in, in another mirror. I noticed these lines that I've never had on my hair before. So, you know, I wear my hair different ways and sometimes it's half up. Sometimes it's just a little piece in the front, but I've never had lines around my 
hairline. So as I sectioned off my hair, like the first piece to curl it, and then I went to like check and see any spots that I missed, there were like from the root down, it was two inches and then blonde. And then I sectioned off my hair again and it was two inches and then blonde. And I was like, again, what the fuck happened to my hair? Even if you don't go all the way up to the root, I'm used to it being blended. And it was not. It seriously looked like I probably had two to four months of regrowth. And I had my hair done less than a week prior. So I was not happy. And I immediately sent her a message with photos. And I said, look, like, this is what I saw. This has been like maybe four or five days after my appointment with you. I'm just trying to understand what happened. And I I was, I was really frustrated. And I realized that some people don't, don't care about their hair. It's not a thing. That is one thing I am very particular about. Just like I was telling somebody my eyebrows, or if I'm getting a manicure, like the length of my fingernails, I want them to be consistent. I want them to be a consistent shape. There are just very, like, there are things about myself and my appearance. I am very particular about. And then there are things where I'm just like, nah, whatever. But my hair is one of those things. And again, I was paying for a service. I'm paying over $200 for a service. I expect to be happy with the end result. And I think with this being the third time that I was not satisfied, I was really frustrated and annoyed. And so I sent the message to her and I just said, can you help me understand like what's going on here? And then I actually reached out to the stylist I had for 12 years. And then the stylist that I was seeing, you know, probably over the course of six months before we moved here. And I said, you guys have worked with me, especially my, my old stylist. I said, you know, you work with me for 12 years. Do Do I have a problem communicating? Like, was there ever an issue with us, like understanding each other? Was there ever an issue with you understanding me and what I wanted? Am I challenging to work with, like from your perspective, just because I'm just having these challenges with this person and I'm trying to understand like what my role in it is. And my old stylist was like, no, you have always been pretty easy to work with. Like you have no problem articulating like what you want. And I, I don't think the problem is you, she said, to be honest. And I had explained like this latest incident and sent pictures and she was like, oh yeah, no, um, you just need to find somebody else. So then the stylist that, you know, I was seeing for maybe six months prior to moving to San Diego or moving to Montana, I basically asked her the same thing. I said, you know, yeah, I... I knew this stylist for a really long time. We had a shorter relationship. So I would like to know like what your experience has been working with me. Um, if there was any 
lack of clarity in terms of what I would say that I wanted. And she reiterated, you know, what my old stylist had shared was that there was no difficulty working with me, understanding what I wanted. And, you know, she talked about maybe different techniques that this stylist had used. And so then I sent her pictures and she was like, oh no, that is far worse than I even imagined. She said, you need to find somebody else. (laughs) So, so then I was like, okay, great. My hair looks like shit. If I put it half up, like I'm just being honest. Um, Hey, how do I exit this gracefully? So, you know, the holidays came around and I was trying to really figure out how to gracefully end this relationship. Because again, I like this person as a person. We just, for whatever reason, are not a good fit in this type of relationship. So I was really trying to be mindful of how I address that because I hated my hair. Like to be perfectly frank, I hated my hair and I was trying to be nice about it, but I hated it. Every day I went to do my hair and I hated my hair, but I knew I didn't want to say that to her. Um, and maybe I should have, but I wanted to be nice about it. And Maybe there is nothing wrong with being perfectly frank about something. I was just concerned about potentially hurting her feelings. And I know ultimately we are responsible for how we receive something, how we respond. But I also think that how you approach something with someone matters and is a contributing factor to some degree in terms of how the information is received. So I wanted to be respectful, but at the same time, I really wanted to be true to myself and honest. So what I ended up saying was that, you know, I really liked her and appreciated her as a person. However, I didn't feel as though we were a good fit from a stylist client perspective. And given that I was going to seek those services elsewhere. And I thanked her for, you know, the time that she had spent with me And she responded very simply and kindly. And I have seen this person a couple of times since then, and everything has been fine. And I'm hoping there's no resentment, but obviously I I can't be sure. And then I fortunately have found someone that I think is a really good fit for me. So that's why when you see my hair shorter, we cut off all the ends, very similar to what I did when I had the Euro mullet. It was this, the same thing. There was so much 
oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? What is the word I am thinking of? Disjointed. There was so much disjointedness with my hair that it, again, it looked like I had multiple (laughs) hairstyles going on and growing out, like growing it out to the length that I want it. It's still, it would still have that disjointedness because the layers were just so like, blah, just like all over the place. So, you know, when I last saw this, this new stylist, it was, um, it was March 18th. So it had been October, November, December, January, February, March. So it had been almost six months since I had the Rachel and my layers on top are probably about four ish inches now. And they're able, they, they lay a bit better, but now with this most recent haircut, the layers make more sense. And so my concern in continuing to grow out my hair without chopping off the ends was that it just, it still wouldn't look good. Like I, I did feel like I kind of look like I did when I had the Euro mullet, like those ends were just stringy and just decided to chop them off. So I like my hair now. It is not the length that I want it to be, but sometimes you have to do the things you don't want to do to get to the place that you want to be. And I, I think I shared a reel about that. Maybe I haven't posted that yet. <laughs> no, the past few weeks have been kind of crazy for me, but I wanted to share this really long story about my hair because one, I just like telling stories and two, I wanted you to see within my stories, like the opportunities I had to speak up and I didn't and how ultimately it got to a point where I was kind of like this volcano and I was getting ready to erupt and I finally did, but I did it in a respectful way in a professional way, while I am being completely transparent about how I felt about the situation here, the way I chose to interact with that person, I was still being honest and like honoring myself and how I felt. But the way I approached it with her was, I thought, respectful and professional. And, you know, I haven't gone on any sites to bash her or anything, because like I said, that's just my experience with her. Everything that I've seen since then and even before is wonderful, which is why I chose to go to her. Just my experience, not great. And maybe if I didn't live in such a small town, it would be different. I would have approached it differently. But given the circumstances, this is how I chose to address the situation. And as I mentioned earlier, we as women seem to have difficulty at times expressing ourselves, being honest about how we're feeling about something, a service we've received. I think of that scene from when Harry met Sally, where 
Meg Ryan is very particular about what she is ordering. And, you know, Billy Crystal's character is like looking at her. And I, I did a reel on this for this very reason is that, you know, it's often seen as being nitpicky and high maintenance, but if we are paying for a service, then we deserve to get our money's worth. If you are buying a product, you deserve to get your investment back in terms of quality. And so many of us don't get the level of service that we're paying for. The quality of the product sucks and we don't speak up because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. We don't want to be perceived as a bitch. But don't we have a right to express ourselves, to express you know, our dis- our dissatisfaction? Don't we have a right to get our money's worth? And a man, there, there just seems to be no issue if you are male or maybe less. It seems to be less of an issue if you are male expressing dissatisfaction with something. But when you're a woman, we have been conditioned to think so much about other people. And I think that is great. But I also think at times it's doing a disservice to ourselves. And for me, how I approached it with this person was being respectful of her, but also being respectful of myself. And I think each time there are opportunities for us to speak up and stand up for ourselves and we don't do that. It could be that it's just not worth our time, but sometimes I think we're not honoring ourselves in the way that we should be. And that's why I wanted to share this with you because I wanted you to see all of the opportunities that I'd had where I didn't speak up or I didn't stand up for myself. And then when I got to a point and I was like, I have to say something because she deserves to know if I'm providing a certain level of, if I'm providing a service to someone or if I'm creating a product and it doesn't meet their expectations, I would want to know. Maybe their expectations are unrealistic. Or maybe their expectations are just something that I don't do as part of my service or as part of my product offering. But if they have feedback that helps my service become better or helps my product become better, I want to know. And so I saw it from that perspective. And then I saw it from, I want to be respectful of her. I just don't want to like, go MIA. I don't want to ghost her. And I also want to honor myself and how I'm feeling. And I want to exit this in as graceful a way as possible. And that was how I chose to handle that. So I hope that this story and this episode helped give you the support and encouragement that you may need to take those opportunities that crop up in your life where you want to say something, but you don't, I hope they encourage you and support you 
and speaking up the next time one of those opportunities arise. If you liked this episode, please let me know. You can send me a DM on Instagram at it's actually Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I. You can also send me an email at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at awakentheextraordinary.com. You can also rate the podcast. You can leave a review. You can subscribe. I hope you're subscribed. You can also, if you like this episode, you can share it with a friend. So you can click on those little dots and you can text it to a friend or you can take a screenshot, share it on your stories. If you do, be sure to tag me and I will reshare. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. I know there are so many other things you could be doing and you choose to listen to me. Hopefully you don't regret it. (laughs) I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, my friend, stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I will talk with you soon.